Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to be a true help to the channel today, make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by NT Engineer. No pagers allowed? No problem. A post just a little bit ago about a cell phone policy made me remember this little act of malicious compliance that we did back in the early 90s. In the early 90s, we didn't have cell phones. We had pagers. Someone would dial a number, punch in their number, and it would beep at you and show what number you were supposed to call back on. They were very useful. I was working at a company at that time and almost everyone had pagers. It was very useful as if someone wasn't at their desk, they usually had their pager number known to everyone who needed it, so we would just page them. Well, one of the company executives had watched something on TV about how pagers were being used for drug transactions. He had watched the whole TV program and was 100% convinced that everyone walking around the office with pagers was dealing drugs out of the office, which was dumb. So the next day, we all get a notice by paper. No non-company pagers are allowed in the office or used for any company business anymore. Well, the thing was that the company didn't provide most of the pagers. Most of the pagers had been paid for by us individually, and we used them for personal and business reasons. Cue malicious compliance. All of us started leaving our pagers in our car, and when we were off the clock, no longer answered them if we knew it was a work number calling, which was pretty easy to figure out based on the number page to you. Some of us were in charge of pretty important systems, and if they crashed, it would cause a lot of problems. Well, since we didn't have the company provided pagers, and we stopped answering those pages, they had no choice but to leave us messages on our home answering machines. And wouldn't you know it, Amazingly, everyone was getting home really late at night, much too late to be able to do anything about the problem while it was impacting business. So two or three times a week, some system would have a problem during swing shift, they would try to page us, get no answer, and then they'd leave a message at our homes. And we wouldn't call back until after swing shift had left. So swing shift was just sitting around doing nothing and getting paid for it. After about two weeks of this, we were actually surprised it lasted this long, a notice came out that the new pager policy had been retracted, and it asked that we start answering our pagers after hours again. Some people played hardball and refused, saying it was their personal pagers and if the company wanted them to answer a pager for company business, the company could buy them one. So the company ended up having to buy a ton of pagers and pay for service they didn't have to before because of this. All in all, because the executive had watched a TV program, the company lost tens of thousands of dollars in production and paying people to stand around and had to spend thousands on brand new pagers in service for a bunch of people. Not so mysteriously, that executive retired a few months later. Yeah, all of these workers were using their own personal pagers as a shortcut to improve their workflow, 
The company makes a big old stink about it and says, you can't use non-company pagers, and then retracts that saying, no, please use your pagers, especially after hours. Well, now it's, you're saying you want us to use our personal items after hours off the clock? Why? Also, this story is great because it kind of takes me back to my absolute youth. It's kind of funny because I'm old enough to have been around when people were still legitimately using pagers and before most proper cell phones, but also still young enough to grow up through the rise of the modern day electronics and social media and stuff. Having been born in 95, everybody lists millennials to 95 or Gen Z being starting at 95. I don't know where I fit in with that. Have you ever personally used a pager or seen people using pagers or was that just a little too old for you? Let me know about you guys in the comments down below. Our next story is by a monkey and a lava lamp putting the team back in team cell phone. Back when I started my second ever job, I was in a team of a three plus a manager and we had a cell phone for emergencies which should rotate between team members. Instead, the manager kept it. It was fully paid for both calls and data, and she'd call us if anything happened that needed our attention. That manager and I started on the wrong foot, since I was interviewed by a different person for a different team, and was moved the day before starting work. It had been about four months, and although she didn't like me because I wasn't all buddy-buddy with her like the rest of the team, I did my job well enough so that she couldn't do anything, but one day after lunch, my roommate called panicking since he came home to a flooded kitchen and a dead fridge, and my manager just coming from lunch caught part of the conversation, stood next to my cubicle until I was finished, and proceeded to scold me out loud enough for the whole floor to hear, which was us and four other teams of five plus people each, for using my phone at work. Seeing how it was unprofessional to use my phone at work, so I said I wouldn't use it at or for work anymore. She was so smug, she didn't notice the second part until later that week when she starts blasting my phone at 2am for a work emergency, and I never picked up or answered her texts. That was part of my malicious compliance. The next day, she was pissed, and during the daily team meeting, I reiterated that my phone was mine to use and pick up, and if she wanted me on call, she'd have to relinquish the team's cell phone for which she hated me even more. She had cancelled her line so the supposed team phone had all her contacts, personal email, social networks, even personal photos and videos. When I noticed this, I brought the phone to IT for non-compliance and they wiped it for me and brought it back to the three work-related contacts on the contact list and two apps we used for checking those work emergencies. When I gave it back at the end of the week, she had about 50 missed calls from different numbers no contacts anymore, so they only showed up as phone numbers, and over a hundred text messages in the same way. I stayed in that job for almost a year after this, with my manager speaking maybe six sentences to me during that time. I love the quiet. I mean, you've gotta be honest, this manager going and taking this team cell phone and banking on using it as their main line was kinda just dumb. Imagine the company assigning you a cell phone so that you can increase productivity with your team and you're supposed to rotate it around. And they go, no, I'm going to actually use that for myself, put all my social on it, take photos and videos on it, text messages. Not only is it dumb like I said, it's also really insecure. I wouldn't put all my personal stuff on a team cell phone. This next story is by Effit Consultant, Repair Shop Won't Take Credit Card. This happened about 20 years ago. 
I lived about 40 miles away from my office and did the daily commute. Several people at the office did the same thing. I usually worked 7 to 4 so I could skip the bulk of rush hour traffic. I don't remember exactly how or what happened, but basically after work. One day, my minivan decided to quit working. Best I can remember, it was acting weird, some kind of transmission problem, and just quit going. Luckily, this happened between my office and the interstate ramp. Everything else with the van was fine, no engine problems, etc. It was only about 5 years old at that time, and I never had any trouble with it. I deduced it was a transmission problem. Everything runs fine, it just decided to not go anywhere when put in gear. Picked a transmission shop out of the phone book that was not too far away and had it towed up there. Waited around a while while they took a look at it and said yeah they could fix it. Don't remember the exact quote but it was probably somewhere around the $800 to $1000 for the job. Okay, I don't have that much cash in the bank but that's what credit cards are for. They've got the van. I'm stuck, what else am I gonna do? They wouldn't take me 40 miles home, but they would give me a ride locally. I had them drop me at a motel near my office so I could at least walk to work the next day. I got a ride home with a guy from work next day, and then carpool a day or so until the van was fixed. Couple days after I drop it off, the shop calls and I go to pick up the van after work. Shop owner gets in the car with me while I give it a test drive. It goes, but yuck. Making noise, still not right. So I tell him to try again. This is getting to be a hassle. Another day, another carpool. Next day, get the call, come pick it up. Okay, drives fine, no noise. Sounds like he got it fixed. Pull out the credit card and the owner's like, We don't take credit cards, cash or check only. Well, I don't have my checkbook with me. I don't say I don't have the cash. Ring the office and catch a ride home again with one of the guys working late. Malicious compliance part. I don't have the money to pay the shop. But I do have my latest CC bill, the one with the little checks attached to the bottom of it. I just filled out one of those checks, take it to the guy the next day, he accepts it, and I get my van back. Here's the fun part. I get a call from the guy later, and he's telling me the bank won't cash the check. They tell him it's from a credit card company and he can only deposit it. But he doesn't want to do that because he's overdrawn at the bank. Asks me again if I have cash and I told him I already gave him a check. He's complaining to me he's overdrawn at the bank and they'll take that out of his deposit. Not my problem, dude. Sweet revenge for all the hassle. It's definitely not too often that I'd hear somebody trying to pass their overdrawn bank account issues onto the customer. As far as restrictions on customers or raising prices, raising employee wages, or a shortage on stock. Those you'd probably hear about. But because this dude's bank account is overdrawn, he imposes some pretty strict restrictions on his customers. I don't know about you, but how many people are going to some kind of repair shop or a transmission shop and paying in cash? I'd be willing to bet not the everyday average person. Our next story is by context required. We can wear anything we want in the house. Prepare to be just as uncomfortable as I was. So I'm a 17-year-old boy who lives at home with my mom and older sister. Recently, my sister has taken to wearing a t-shirt and a thong around the house. I asked her to stop as it made me feel uncomfortable because I didn't particularly want to see her privates. My mom was not too pleased and claimed I couldn't tell my sister what to wear in her own house, and even asked if it was something sexual. This is not the case for three reasons. One, she's my sister. Two, I'm asexual. Three, I'm gay. Now most of you are probably expecting me to say I walked around with my meat and two veg wriggling around like several puppies in a paper bag. But come on, that's below even me. 
No, I got creative. Now you see, for a guy, I'm very feminine. I like wearing skirts, dresses, crop tops, etc. Let's just say my mom is not the biggest fan of this and there's one item of clothing she hates more than anything else. The maid outfit. So I spot my sister going downstairs in just a thong and a t-shirt once again and she asks if I want to come watch TV. I tell her yes and that I'll be down in just a minute. I head into my room, slip into the maid outfit and head downstairs. I've never seen someone so confused, angry and disappointed. She told me to go get changed, to which I reminded her that we couldn't tell each other what to wear in the house. Looking annoyed but still slightly defeated, she told both of us to go get changed and my sister dropped it. So I won? In all sincerity, by force, my mom has come to accept my more feminine side a bit more now, and we have a little chuckle about this incident now. I love that when you're getting into the story and you know this is malicious compliance, your brain instantly goes to, he's gonna put on a thong, isn't he? OP basically pops up and slaps anybody thinking that and was like, no, 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 we really gotta put on a show here. I suppose it really depends on what the household's dynamic is like, but in OP shoes, I'd be pretty darn uncomfortable with a sibling wearing that too. And is it weird to anybody at all that the mom questioned if it was a sexual thing? If you go to Walmart or something and somebody's walking around with their butt hanging out, do you want to see that? Maybe the mom does. And our final story of the day is by Active Skin 1245 Go to the dentist or doctor on your own time. Decades ago, I worked for a small bank. They treated the employees rather poorly, but the job was easy and it had decent benefits. There were two tellers and two supervisors in our branch, and each level held half of the vault combination because vaults are under dual control. In the event of an emergency, the other half of the combination can be obtained. But the vault would need expensive locksmith service ASAP to change the combination and restore the dual control. I needed to see the dentist and preferred early morning appointments. I had negotiated with my colleague for coverage. She would take my early hours and I would take her late hours in exchange and we would be even, all while ensuring that the branch was covered. Both of us were team players and had this arrangement for a long time. One day when I had an early morning dental appointment, my colleague's car broke down. I arrived at work at the agreed upon late start time and was greeted by my branch manager, who immediately started screaming at me because they had to break dual control and get the emergency combinations due to my lateness and my colleague's car trouble. I told him where I was and that the plan was to swap and he continued to yell, go to the dentist on your own time. From that day forward, I went to the doctor or dentist on my own time. I had plenty of sick leave and I used it, and they paid me for the whole day every time. My last minute callouts ensured chaos and additional expensive locksmith calls. Sometime later, I had a bad accident with broken bones, surgeries, etc. I went on short-term disability and was entitled to full salary during my disability because benefits. Then, after exhausting my entire short-term disability benefit, I quit. The bank was bought out shortly after I left. Although this is a good malicious compliance, and this might be controversial of me to say, but I do feel like the bank manager wasn't wrong. From what I'm gathering, it wasn't formalized that they were able to just negotiate when they would swap off or whatever. Like they would just fill in the scheduled hours for each other when it seemed convenient to them. So the manager being upset that the person just isn't there when they're scheduled to be there and saying go on your own time, I think is actually kind of fair. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. 
And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.